Hi everyone, and welcome to another solo episode of the No Recipe Required podcast. You know, it's the holiday season. Uh, lots of people take off for these couple of weeks around Christmas time. Uh, kids are out of school, people are on vacation. So I thought, you know, it's kind of hard to pin people down for interviews. So let me do another solo episode. I got good feedback from last week's solo episode on the uh, holiday, my family's holiday uh, recipes or Christmas recipes. And so I thought, well, this time I'm going to do a solo episode talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions as it relates to cooking and food. I started this podcast almost a year ago in January of this year, 2021. So I'm coming up on my one year anniversary and I'm really excited uh, to have reached the milestone of having 1000 downloads on the podcast. And I have all of you listeners to thank for that. So thanks for listening and supporting me along the way. I really enjoy doing this. Um, I'm interested in hearing uh, any ideas that anybody has about upcoming episodes. So please do feel free to uh, tag me on Instagram or send me an Instagram message at norecipeurequired.ca if you have any ideas or suggestions for upcoming episodes. So stay with me for my New Year's food and cooking resolutions. All right, so first is a confession. I'm not really big on New Year's resolutions. There was probably a time when I used to make all kinds of resolutions like everybody else seems to. And, you know, partway through the year, all of that was out the window. But um, I do sometimes have goals that I set for myself or maybe things I want to change or I have different ways of looking at things and maybe some small behavior changes that aren't necessarily big, grandiose things, but things that I maybe want to be mindful of. So I thought I would talk about what my resolutions are as it relates to food, uh, cooking, and wine, and baking for uh, 2022. So the first one, and I'm actually going to have some upcoming episodes on this. I'm in the process of recruiting um, people to interview about this topic, is I want to reduce the amount of meat and animal products that I eat. There are so many reasons why people are looking to reduce um, their animal products. I don't want to preach to anybody about why you should or should not uh, look to reduce animal products in your diet. For me, it's more from a health perspective. I want to try and bring my cholesterol numbers down, and I know that um, reducing the amount of animal products I eat will help with that. So that's my motivation for doing it. Your motivation might be completely different. Am I going to go full vegetarian or full vegan? Absolutely not. I like my meat and I enjoy eating meat, uh, but I do want to look at how I can reduce the amount of, um, animal products that I eat on a regular basis. So where I can make substitutions to, uh, plant-based alternatives, I'm looking to do that. You know, I love, flavor and uh, animal products add a lot of flavor to the food that we cook. So I can't say that I'm necessarily going to look to eliminate all of them, uh, but I am being mindful or will be mindful um, about how much uh, I eat in terms of animal products. And I've already started doing that. I actually made the leap to um, margarine. I know it's like shocking to hear that. 
I've always been such a pro butter person. And in certain things, I'm going to continue to use butter. I actually tend to use it a little bit more as a flavoring. So when I'm finishing something, so I might start sauteing something with olive oil. And then at the very end, I'll add a tiny little bit of butter just for flavor rather than cooking the whole thing in butter, which I might have done in the past. Um, the other upside to that is that butter's got a pretty low smoking point. So you can't really cook at very high temperatures with butter. Otherwise, it ends up burning. Or if you cook it too long, in butter, it ends up burning. So um, that's a good tip for anybody who's looking to try and uh, reduce the amount of butter that they're using. Um, but I did make the switch to margarine. I'm not going to name the brand. It starts with a B. Um, it's probably the most popular brand of um, of margarine in uh, in Canada. And I don't know. It's probably available other places, but it's the number one brand in Canada. And um, you know what? I had this discussion with my sister over the holidays, and she doesn't believe that she could not tell the difference between butter and margarine. And I said, you know what? I thought that I could tell the difference, but with this product, I really cannot tell the difference. I've even used it in baking. Um, I made a vegan um, Swiss meringue buttercream. Uh, not using eggs and not using butter. And it tasted exactly like the Swiss meringue buttercream that I always make. So um, use aquafava in place of the egg whites, which is the liquid from a can of chickpeas. Um, and I used, um, well, I will name it basil. I use basil sticks, which are not actually super healthy because they do have quite a bit of saturated fat because they're firm, like sticks of butter would be firm. Um, you can't really use the soft spreadable margarine in um, uh, in a Swiss meringue buttercream. You really need the very firm sticks and they're quite high in saturated fat. So they're not the best um, choice from a health perspective, but they, if you're looking for something that's plant-based, they make an excellent substitution for butter in anything that you're looking to bake with. So I will say that. So that's resolution number one. And I, like I said, I will have some episodes coming up um, to talk about how you might make the switch um, and looking at some substitutions that you can make and um, even looking at, um, you know, completely different types of things that you can make that don't have meat in them at all. So that is resolution number one. Resolution number two is actually pretty easy for me, and that's to continue cooking from scratch and cooking dinner for myself, even though I live alone. Uh, I do cook dinner. Uh, I don't always make everything from scratch for every meal, but the food I've eaten every day is usually something that I have previously made from scratch. So I do eat lots of leftovers. I do cook things in large batches and freeze things so that every once in a while I'll open up my freezer and go, oh, wow, I've got a burrito that I made about a month ago and I'll heat that up in the oven or I'll find uh, some pasta sauce or something or some soup that I've made. So sometimes it's a nice little surprise because I kind of get sick of eating the same thing. You know, if I make something, it's it always ends up at least four, but sometimes six or eight pork. And I'm like, I can't eat that every day for eight days straight. So definitely have to freeze stuff so that I've got it um, for the future. So that's my uh, second resolution, which to be honest, is not that difficult for me. But I know for some of you, it might be difficult to maybe uh, spend more time cooking and less time ordering in or eating out. Uh, the third resolution, this uh, is something that I've kind of been playing around with for a while, sort of like the reducing animal products is being more selective about what, when, and where I drink alcohol. 
So again, it's, you know, living alone. If I open a bottle of wine, I'm the only one who's going to drink it. And, you know, with COVID, not really being able to have as many people over, friends over to share wine with, um, I think I want to be a lot more mindful about when and how often I open wine just for myself. You know, one bottle of wine is three days for me, right? So eight ounces per day, that's 24 ounces, that's one bottle of wine. I don't know that I want to drink that much. You know, I open a bottle and I don't know that I want to drink every single day. So it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm just going to be more mindful um, and try to, you know, avoid opening a bottle of wine unless I actually have a reason to do that or have a beer or have a mixed drink, which I don't really do very often. I'm just really more of a wine person when it comes to um, drinking at home. If I go out, that might be different, might have a beer. Um, might have wine, might have a cocktail, but at home it's usually wine. So that's the other food resolution, just because, you know, uh, alcohol um, has positives and negatives in our diet. And uh, I think just, you know, just not really happy with the amount of wine that I've been drinking. Um, I think just because it's been a bit too mindless, it's like, oh yeah, it's Monday, let's open a bottle of wine. I don't think I really want to do that anymore. So that's my third resolution. And that's actually all the resolutions that I have, um, because I think generally I'm pretty happy with the way I eat and the way I cook. Um, mindfulness is definitely a big thing for me. Um, and I mentioned this about drinking, but I think um, maybe I guess if I were to add a fourth resolution, it would be continue to be mindful about what I'm eating and how much I'm eating and thinking about it rather than just sticking something in my mouth due to boredom. So that I guess would probably be my fourth resolution. New Year's Eve is tonight. Well, not as I'm recording this. As I'm recording this, it's still a couple of days away. But while you're listening to it, if you're listening to it, the day it's released on Friday, the 31st, uh, is New Year's Eve. And pretty much New Year's Eve is canceled for me this year. Um, I'm getting uh, my third booster dose of the vaccine on New Year's Eve. And pretty much everybody I know is kind of hunkering down at home. Everything here where I live in Toronto is pretty much closed. There aren't any restaurants that are going to be open anyway. So looks like a solo New Year's Eve for me. But that does not mean that I'm not going to make myself something really spectacular for dinner. I was hoping to make duck confit. And for those who don't know what duck confit is, usually it's a duck leg. Um, actually, I think it's almost always a duck leg that is cooked at a really low temperature in its own fat. So here I was saying that I wanted to eat less animal products um, in 2022. So I'm kind of going out with a bang and uh, looking at making duck confit. I don't know if I have enough time to do this. I was going to try and do it using my sous vide circulator. So for those of you who might have missed my episode, uh, earlier this year with my friend Mike, when we were talking about cooking sous vide, I went and bought myself a sous vide circulator. So sous vide, S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E, it's French for under vacuum. And so essentially what it is, is you um, uh, wrap your food or, or seal your food in a plastic bag, either using um a vacuum sealer, or you can use a water displacement method with a Ziploc bag where you just basically force all the air out of the bag. Uh, you can also use it if you buy your meat and it's already sort of shrink wrapped, you can actually just throw that shrink wrap um, 
uh, item right in uh, a water bath. And so the sous vide circulator is kind of this long wand. It's not particularly big. Uh, and what it does is it keeps the water at the temperature that you set. And so you set the temperature uh, for whatever you want to cook your meat at. So if you were going to make steak medium rare, you might set set the uh, temperature at 100 and 25 degrees, 130 degrees, somewhere in there. And you can cook it for 20, 30, 40, 60, 90 minutes. And it will just hold at that temperature for that length of time. Then when you take it out, it's perfectly cooked to the temperature that you want. And then you just sear it in a screaming hot um, uh, cast iron frying pan uh, on both sides. So I'm looking into whether I can maybe do the sous vide, but uh, do the um, duck leg sous vide, except that every recipe that I've read has said that you kind of need to do, do it for 36 hours. And it's Monday as I record this and I haven't bought the duck legs yet. So I'm not sure whether that's going to actually come to fruition on Friday, but regardless of what I end up eating on Friday for new year's Eve, I am going to cook myself a really nice special dinner. Uh, I may or may not open a special bottle of wine. It depends. Um, like I said, I'm probably going to be just hanging out by myself. <laughs> and so I don't know that I really want to open a nice expensive bottle of wine that I need to to like furiously drink over the next three days uh, following for, for fear that it'll go to waste. So uh, stay tuned for that. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, for the budget conscious folks, you know, I know everybody's kind of into champagne on New Year's Eve. Um, I'm a big fan of other types of sparkling wine, not necessarily champagne. And if you want uh, French wine, French sparkling wine, that is not uh, champagne and probably a third of the price of champagne, I would highly recommend that you get a Cremant. C-R-E-M-A-N-T. Cremant is um, a sparkling wine from France that is not from the Champagne region. So you can get Cremant uh, de Bordeaux, you can get Cremant d'Alsace, you can get Cremant de Loire, all of those are the different regions in France that make a sparkling wine using the traditional method. So those will usually run you around 20 to $25 a bottle instead of 60 to $100 a bottle for champagne. So um, would recommend that you give one of those a try um, if you're looking for something bubbly, uh, but at a much lower price point. That is all I have for you for this New Year's Eve, and I wish everybody a great 2022. I hope you'll continue listening to the podcast. And as always, please do send me your feedback. Apparently now on Spotify, you can rate and review, which you weren't able to do before, uh, but you can rate and review now on uh, Spotify as well as on Apple Podcasts. So wherever you happen to listen, um, I'd love to hear your feedback. You can follow me on Instagram at noreciperequired.ca. And uh uh, you can also join my Facebook group, the No Recipe Required Challenge, which is a community of people who uh, post about different kinds of things that they're making and uh, maybe ask questions about how they might adapt a recipe or uh, get ideas on how to use particular ingredients, something that might have shown up in their in their farm box or something. Um, so we'd be happy to have um, any of our listeners join us in that Facebook group if you are so inclined. So again, Happy New Year, everyone, and uh, we'll see you on the other side.